Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning, amigos, and welcome to the Kento region of JoJo's. Kanto region. Kanto region. Hi, I'm Kento region. <laughs> welcome to my Pokemon zone. We got, we got cowboy Pokemon, we got horse Pokemon. We got blues Pokemon, we got western Pokemon. We got both types, country and western Pokemon. You get the fuck out of my house. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. So it's an exciting day, Liam. Exciting day. It's a very exciting day. This is the seventh episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part five Vento Oreo that we watched today on this, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. And Nick, that very episode. What? What? I don't know. I'm just waiting for you to say. Okay, what you kind of you kind of threw off my flow there. <laughs> Nick, I think this is what I do though. That very episode covers chapters 462 through 464 of the manga. 464. Yeah. Is that divisible by four? I don't know. I think it is. Okay. Play the prime <laughs> number sound or something. Wait, I don't know. What do you mean? That's literally the worst possible. It's not a prime at all, you Play fucking clock. Play the divisible by four sound. Thank you. Because it's got four things in it. Get it? It's four. It's four tones. Is that, it in four four that? time? Yes. That's what that means. I don't know. Oh, come on, Liam. I don't do music. I do! Exactly. That's why you're here. I sounded very offended. That's why I asked you to come on this podcast with me. Lo those 119 episodes ago. (laughs) And I just told you a lie. Because this is in fact the 120th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. (gasps) Oh my god. 120? Is that divisible by four? I don't know. I think So why? Why four today? Um, oh, because sex 400. pistols. Ah, yeah, yeah. Nick's looking at me like he didn't really do that deliberately. <laughs> I totally <laughs> did. There's a character who features heavily in this week's episode who is suspicious about the number four. I got fucking blasted on Twitter because, one, he's probably going to blast me on Twitter again. It's like, Nick doesn't even know what is divisible by four. And Wait. he forgot that there was four in the number thing. Wait, what? From um, Paddy by uh, at Twin Humanities, he blasted us or me on Twitter about not having the link between sex pistols and actual literal guns. Yeah, that, that exist had nothing to do with being divisible by four. No, though. but I can just see it already that someone potentially Paddy again. I love you, Paddy, but also potentially Paddy again, where he's just gonna be like, Nick can't divide by four. He said 120 was divisible by four. Which it Nick, is. I've got to cut you off here. Oh, I just on. don't care about <laughs> mathematics. God damn it, man. Oh, bad pod. Hey, but do you care about the episode being brought to you by possibly... <laughs> the moment there when Nick <laughs> glanced at me fearfully <laughs> to see if I was going to call him up on his mispronunciation. <laughs> we are the most professional team here. <laughs> Um, oh, good app. Do you do you think possibly a man also divisible by four because mm. he has four syllables in his name, Kenneth Carter? Kenneth Carter, exactly. But that's no, that's it's two per thing. Kenneth Carter, who of course supported us on Patreon. Yes, that is correct. Patreon doesn't. That's not divisible. patreoncom slash world hashtag March Madness. Check it out. Oh God, it was it was a thing. Thanks, Kenneth. You made it all possible. You're the one and only. The one we want inside our hearts ooh, and our ooh. minds. You are... Oh, tell me more. You are the hands across America. Does he have a good car? Uh, uh, well, I can't remember any other lyrics mm-ha-ha, to that song. Mm-ha-ha, mm-ha-ha, uh. Was his name Kenneth Carter? 
Bring me a drink. I don't know where that's going. Moving swiftly <laughs> along. Thanks, Kenneth. I don't know why I waited. So, Nick. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> Wait, I, does this mean I, I, I said I said shut up because I want to share with you <laughs> some words of wisdom from our friend, creator of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Hirohiko Araki. On a first name basis with him. <laughs> sure. This is from volume 49 of the manga release. Ooh. Does that include this episode? It includes the first... Actually, it does, because this episode only included about two or three chapters, and this included the first two chapters of Sex Pistols Appears, the name of this episode. Sick. Bullets. It may be, because recently I'm only interested in listening to female singers... But when it comes to mangakas or writers, specifically in the field of the horror genre, that's a tortured sentence. Okay. When I read something that makes me go, man, this person comes up with really freaky stuff, the creator usually tends to be female. I won't name any specific names, but there you go. This is just a personal opinion. (laughs) Oh, gosh. This is just a personal opinion. Wait, hang on. Wait. Disclosure. Liam is reading this as he goes along and realising maybe he shouldn't have started reading it at all. No, we should. Oh, because okay. we should we should share Hirohika Araki warts and all. Patreon.com uh, slash Jojo's World Hirohika Araki interviews special. Man, we're really selling the Patreon right now. <laughs> this is just a personal opinion, but I don't think there have been any female prodigies in the architectural or art world. Weird that he mentioned architecture, but sure, okay. But when it comes to things pertaining to atmosphere and mood, there are a lot of women that put me to shame, and I learn a lot from them. Mm. That's what I've been concentrating on recently, as I look at the world. And that's accompanied Mm. by a picture of him where he looks like he's died in (laughs) an armchair on a lawn, wearing sunglasses, and someone's propped him up weekend at Bernie's style. He looks like my now dead grandmother who fell asleep in a chair every time I remember seeing her. Uh, But it's now Hirohiko Araki, and he looks somehow more dead. (laughs) Hmm. Mm. Mm, poetic. Mm. Mm. Truly. Mm, yes. So, Hirohika Araki, uh, sort out your uh, preconceived notions about women architects and artists, I guess. <laughs> well, hey, he can have an opinion. So, Nick. Yes. What are your preliminary feelings on today's episode? Sex Pistols Appears. Okay. Uh, mass quantities of confusion regarding mm-hmm. the tone of what I watched and or how torture is done in Italy. Just in general? How so? Um, well, it feels like it's very dance heavy. (laughs) Um, We'll get to the torture dance in a few moments, but uh, that was uh, a very hotly anticipated moment of this program from Mm. people who have read the manga, and they really took it to the next level above even what was in there. Yeah, I mean, how much of it was, like, from the manga? The dance moves. Okay. And the torture that was happening. But not the weird, like, surreal... Quasi drawing things? No. Like surrealist kind of minimalist drawings of a guy getting his eyes burned flashes. Yeah. No. Okay. Not not that. God damn. God damn. (laughs) And also, of course, not the music itself. Oh, yeah. Well, at the same time, who knows who put that on in the background? Narantia. We saw him. No, I mean, like, in real life. (laughs) Uh, What? I mean, Araki put the music on in the background in real life to draw his stuff. So who knows how that could have, you know. We open on the ocean. (laughs) There are black-tailed gulls flying around. Oh, they're not seagulls. They're black-tailed gulls. 
which aren't seagulls. Um, Narantia and Fuga were doing a brief little sketch about how Narantia has hurt his head and like he's got a big egg on it. Oh, oh. no. What's poor, he going to do to... Poor Narantia. How's he going to get rid of this big egg on his mouth? And this is coming back again to that weird sort of like almost fatherly relationship he has with Fugo despite being much older than him. Mm. Wait, how old is Fugo? I think Fugo's 15-ish, like, because um, he's got that boy prodigy thing Yeah, going he's a on, child remember? prodigy, but... Narantia's like seven. Yeah, Narantia's seventeen. Yeah, Fugo is sixteen. Okay, there so they're closer go. than that, but but still, not quite a father in terms of like an age difference. No, no. Um, but yeah, it's like oh, hold still, hold still. Let me have a look at it. Oh yeah, that's a big one. You don't want to touch that. Oh great! Now I've got a big mound and monoggin. And they'll start kicking the um corpse question mark of uh, Zakero. I want to say body. The body of Zakero, which as we recall from last time, has had had the head zipped off and is now just laying limp on the deck. Mm. And uh, while we get these shots of everyone just kicking his body, like first Narantia is doing it, then Fugo joins in, then Mr. Uh, you fucking asshole! Now I have to think hard about what I'm going to do next. Yeah, uh, we get these cutaways to just the head watching them all kick his body, and like his mouth has been zipped up. It was at this point I think I remarked he was like, "So they're still gangsters." Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Harsh reminder. Yep. Uh, something falls off his body, uh, which Giorno picks up, and it's like, "Ah, it's his ID. He's from Rome. He's a Roman gangster. Great." Mister squats down beside his severed head. He's huh. all like, "Hey, severed head." <laughs> what? Was that a joke that I'm missing out on here? Uh, that's from Diamond is Unbreakable. Uh, from our podcast. Yeah, severed head. Mm. Uh, he's got a fishing line in one hand, glasses in the other. Yep. And he's like, hey man, it's me, mister. Because he can't talk. Is that garbage or seaweed on your face there? It Mom. looks like seaweed, but it could also be a piece of plastic. Mom. I hope it's not garbage. <gasps> that would mean this beautiful ocean was polluted, and that would be bad. For me, mister... No, no, no. I wonder how aware Hirohika Araki was of the phenomena of those huge uh, islands of, of plastic. Yeah. Just floating around in the ocean. Scary. Actually terrifying. Too scary for me. You know what's even more terrifying about the ocean and its pollution? We are probably at some point eating plastic when we eat fish because of how much plastic goes into the ocean. Yeah. So they eat the little micro fragments of plastic. You know what else is terrifying about the ocean? Everything. Uh, the fact that... Uh, Global ecological collapse and rising sea levels means mm. one day it'll kill us all. And I don't mean our children, I mean probably you and me. Mm. Hey, you know what else is terrifying about the ocean? Mm. There's this big-ass squid yeah. that like Big lives scary real, squid. real deep. Like, And if you went that deep, you'd probably get crushed alive. Not only by the squid, but, but by, by the, the water itself. But by the squid women and squid children too. Anyway... Man, I'm really scared about the future. And the ocean. <laughs> Especially the ocean. <laughs> Got that sick thalassophobia happening. So he's like, hey, why don't you answer me when the stuff I'm talking about the ocean, man? Because he has his mouth zipped shut. Yeah. It's almost like a question he can't win. The boat crests a wave. The narrator cuts in. Capri. When the ancient Greeks colonised the Mediterranean Sea, they looked for places with the most beautiful scenery in the world to make their settlements. Like Capri. Also... It has a shoreline with white precipices standing in stark contrast to its beautiful shoreline. It makes it look like a fortress. Ah. A Roman emperor made it his vacation home and stayed there for 10 years without returning to Rome. Must be nice. I mean, it's probably pretty (laughs) alright. And now the guys are going there to get their money. Who could foresee what could happen next? Cut to the opening. Da-na-na, na-na-na, da-na-na. 
did Nick, any new observations? I noticed that the hourglass that... Abacchio? Abacchio is in. You're going to say Arachio? I was about to say Arancio, uh, but that's definitely <laughs> that's not his name. That's the fusion dance. Yeah. Uh, so his, his thing is like an hourglass because he goes back and forward in time hmm. with his dude. And I also noticed... And his hourglass is full of chains, not sand. Yeah. Because yeah, he's a cop. Oh. <laughs> Acabio. Anyway. Chain um, eyes. Um, I also noticed that Narancia's like chain thing is like going more like into him, uh, which is weird. And it probably means something given that all the other ones probably mean something. Yeah. yeah. The so chains n- of fate. Yeah. So now I know that. And uh, responsibility. Yeah. And society. What? Are you? Do you need a? Do you need a fedora right I'm, now? No, I'm um new Joker movie Joker. Oh no! You know? Yeah, I know. I don't know if it looks any good though. It was a really good tweet. Hmm. Um, someone was like, "Man, if if I was in the new Joker movie and I saw a bunch of clowns just like tearing shit up on the subway in New York one day, I'd be like, Ugh, I guess some fucking clown thing is happening today." <laughs> Man, it's just like what early 2017 or 2018, where all those clowns were walking mm-hmm. around being all like. Hey. hey, I also don't know if it looks good, but I'm weirdly intrigued by it. Yeah, I mean, what's his name? Jokan Phoenix. Joaquin. Joaquin. I literally got the exact opposite. You've only seen that written down, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. He seems like a pretty good actor. I guess. Weird choice that they were like, we want you to play the Joker. So twisted, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. What if, if the Joker was in here? I'd be so scared. Because yeah. he's just so so warped and unpredictable. He'd just stand there. He'd tell me how he got those scars. Oh, yeah, he did have scars, didn't he? After the opening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, they all talk about, like, we're going to land soon. We're pretty sure no one's following us. No one should know we're going to Capri. But Bruno is still suspicious. Because whoever told Zaccaro about the fortune could be working with him. But who could that And it's weird. Th- yeah. It's weird that as we see in this episode, that <laughs> the guy who told Zakara about the fortune is working with him, given that we saw after he's told Zakara about the fortune, Zakaro jumped out of a moving vehicle the other guy was in. Yes. Yes. How weird is that for JoJo's though? Let's be real. Mm, that's like a four out of ten. Yeah, it's a pretty not so weird thing to do. <laughs> Also, I do like that in that entire scene, be like, because you looked like a madman explains can like a conspiracy theory to and be like, okay, let me right. let me get out my big board with red string. Zakaro works for the mob. This other guy also works for the mob. They were in a car talking, and then Zakaro was on a boat. Coincidence? Where have we seen cars Amphibious before? Amphibious cars. Mario. Mario Hotel. Far away, car get to. Jotaro Kujo, the taxi driver from Mario. Stand power, time. What does this mean? Anything's possible. In conclusion, Speedwagon did it. <gasps> Foundations, like the ones under the earth like that were The ones under 9 11. <laughs> you... So, by which I mean the World Trade Center. My um, God. Back with, with Guido Mister at, uh, <laughs> at Zakaro's head. Oh, I'm wearing a shirt with an Illuminati emblem on it today. Very fun. Um, it's all connected. <laughs> so I got like this fish hook and these glasses. They're not mine. I just found them in the boat over there. They're um, unrelated to me and my friends. Mm. Would you prefer I use the glasses or the fish hook? Because I don't really need to use either of them. But, you know, if you, you could answer me and I would use your preference. Or if you don't answer, I could use both. Because I need answers, Mr. Zakaro. I like how Mr. just super chill about this. Yeah. It's one of those classic, like, casual mafia torture lead-ins. Where it's like, 
You know, I don't want to hurt you, but you're gonna die. You really upset me when you did this thing, you know? Um, As the guy's bloodied and beaten. Yeah, there. yeah. After his, like, goons have been like, yeah, we roughed him up for you. Boss is like, you know, I don't want to get my hands dirty. Do you like ice? Takes off gloves very slowly. He'll be like, do you like ice? Yeah, I, I like, like love a good bit of ice with my drink, you know? But the problem is, you have to, like, chip it away from this big block with this ice pick. Have you ever done that with that, that, uh, motion? Here, let me try on you. Uh. <laughs> hey, you know, I really enjoy that sort of feeling you get after a long, hard day of work of drinking vodka. You know that feeling you get? It feels really tingly. Like someone punched you in the face. Here, let me express that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Less subtle than some, but uh, gets results. Yeah, it's so, the new mobster way. Mister puts the fish hook through Zakero's eyelid. Already big ouch. Mm, yep, yep. Don't want that to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Then, keeping in mind his head is detached from his body, mm-hmm. sort of casts the fishing line such that the head goes flying and wraps around one of the rails of the boat, mm-hmm. and it's just hanging there, very um, precariously. So that point of tension is the hook in the eyelid. Ouch. I don't know how it's still on his head, but that's fine. Maybe it's snagged on his bone or something. God fucking damn um, it, Liam. And then he sets up the spectacles so that the sun is reflecting... Refracting... Okay, use your words. The sun is refracting through the go. lenses of the speckies uh-huh. into his eye. Like so many kids being burnt but No, not that. So, By so many ants burning the children. So many giant ants with magnifying glasses oh burning God. small kids. It's just like that book of goosebumps with the giant ants. Uh, it's just like Earth Defense Force. Oh, God, they're rising up. Um, And, of course, Sid from Toy Story. Mm, mm. Mm. You he mean just... that happy child? <laughs> <laughs> he was so pleased with what he was doing. For all the wrong reasons. Uh, 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 truly, it taught us. Not made to a baby toys. crab thing. Yeah, I don't know if I would call that a crab. I, I don't want to sully the name of crab. Made a fishing line with sexy legs. I had confused feelings about that <laughs> fishing line. <laughs> kind of like um, it's like a certain sort of Metal Gear enemy that fishing line. You know the geckos. Yeah, I had very confused feelings about all the characters in Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Four, where it's like Snake walks out and is all like. Battlefield control. And it's like, I don't know how to feel about that voice connected to that old man. It feels like he shouldn't be that old at all. And then like, just random sexy box shooter thing. Where it's like, I have a gun attached to me. Oh, yes. But look at my legs. Anywho. Yep. High tier fashion. Mm-hmm. Narantia puts his boombox back on. It's working again now. Wiki wiki. What? Our sort of funky song starts playing. Something to that effect. I don't know what the song is, but that it sounded like that kind of, right? Yeah, it was like, mm, ah, mm, ah. Well, my name's Giorno and I'm here to say I've got a dream here in Italy. I'm gonna, cri- I'm gonna crime the climb and, and time with dimes. Oh. And watch out for my dad, he'll stop time. Uh, oh, oh, Liam. <laughs> Let's just leave the music to me. <laughs> so that was an original composition, I have just confirmed. Okay. Is it called Torture Dance? Uh, well, here there is, I don't know if this is the exact same song because it's just on someone's SoundCloud, but there is Passione Torture Dance song full version by Thick E Log. Oh! Is it thick with two C's? Yes. Oh! So, the song kicks up, Narantia starts dancing, uh, we get a lot of like close up swirling body shots. And time for dancing. My name's Narantia, uh, and I'm here to say... Then we get a shot of, like, f- first, I think, Fugo, like, 
his head silhouetted against the sky. He looks over, then he joins in. He walks over, close up on his feet as he's walking up. He does the same moves. Mister does the same thing. They're all in formation. It's like moonwalking, snap fingers, West Side Story style. I'm gonna fuck you up real good. And here, for your uh, benefit, Nick... <gasps> is this from the manga? This is from the manga. Yes! As you can see, the whole thing is just four panels. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> That's it? Um, there might have been some lead into here this with uh, Narantia getting started. Okay. But here's Narantia dancing, and then there's Mr. and steal this. Mr. and Fugo are nearby watching. Next yep. panel, Mr.'s on Mr. board. Mr.'s in it, yep. Next Fugo's... panel, Fugo's on board, they're going up on their toes, <laughs> uh, elbows high. Final panel, they're down, squat, uh, hands style. by their crotches. <laughs> the torture dance. Amazing. The um, torture dance. Do, 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 do. The torture dance. The torture dance. Yeah, and it's all kind of pointless because after that, Abakio's like, hey, assholes, what are you doing over there? And they never come back to ask him any more questions. Wait, are we just going to skip over the amazing sequence of just like, it's like that, but with more weird shit? Oh, yeah, and there are cutaways to like Zucchero's head. With like different graphics being um, portrayed over it, which which I've heard argued, and I haven't gone back to check close enough, mm-hmm. but I've heard argued that those graphics could represent the stand powers of uh, Mister Narantia and Fugo. Okay, good thing I don't know any of their. So stand for instance, powers. so for instance, like with Mister, one of them was like vaguely crosshair shaped or something. Ah, very cool, mm. very cool. Mm. And Fugo's is smile shaped. Because he's a happy Because he's twisted, like the Joker. Ah, and Narantia's is shaped like a plane. Because ah. that's all I know about it. <laughs> that's all you know about Narantia. He also has a knife. Yes. <laughs> As do most characters in this part of JoJo's, apparently. Hmm. What? They all had knives. Mister had a knife to cut through his... Pr- oh, okay, uh, that's a food knife, though. Yeah. Oh, you mean like a butterfly knife? Like a switchblade. Narantia? Yeah, Narantia had a switchblade. No. Oh. Ooh. Abakio has headphones. Abakio has headphones. And he's a cop. Oh, he's an audiophile. <laughs> yeah, sure. There you go. That's why he's so grim all the time. He's like, I just can't get that crisp The levels audio are just quote. wrong. You know? Those plosives are just going nuts. Real life just has and 40k headjets. The sibilance, Jorno. The sibilance. <laughs> the sibilance? Yeah. What about the scintillation? I'm not a fan of the scintillation. So anyway, yes, the whole torture sequence is kind of pointless in the end yep. because then Abakio just uses Moody Blues to replay Zakero radioing to um, his partner on Capri being like, I've taken out all of them, but Abakio and Bruno, gonna take out Abakio soon. Then tell, make Bruno tell me where the thing is, get to Capri. And the guy's like, I'll get to Capri on a super fast boat. I have nothing to add to this. And then everyone, I, I suppose they just leave Zakero hanging on the, uh, the railing. <laughs> Shit, I never thought of that. <laughs> I literally went, oh, so he probably is gone mm. now. Do we ever see him again? No. Bruno's just like, oh, it'll take far too long to make him talk. He's a hardcore gangster. Hmm. So they're just going to leave him on this railing just to be like, all right, you, you die now. Bye, you. Gangsters. So everyone's like, oh, no. We've been taking a, a long, slow yacht journey to make sure no one's following us. And this guy could have gotten to Capri before us. Mm. Oh, he's definitely there by now. Cut to Bruno Bucciarati's internal monologue. Oh, he's sweating. Oh. I just love how sweaty. Also, this bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hot take. Hot on, take. On this part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Put in a sting. This is like, dun dun. Okay, thank you. So. So where were we? So 
Uh, hot take. Every single motion in this part feels like Araki went, hang on, hang on, hang on. They shift and now suddenly everyone looks more fashion. Literally, when they start talking, mm-hmm. they're all kind of looking away and stuff. And then as soon as... Oh, cut away, cut back, everyone's posing. Well, no, even like in that one shot, it's like everyone's kind of looking. And then they all turn to do a oh, side right, pose. Right. And you're like, okay, yep, I'm fully on board. And then the next shot is like Abakio. He's like awkwardly off here. Mm-hmm. And then just shunk. Boy, you guys pose. have really been working on your Cory. Basically, <laughs> it feels like every time they motion, it's like, and now I'm more fashion. I think this is a good opinion, Nick. I don't know if it's necessarily what qualifies as a hot take, though. Is it a popular opinion? I think it's just a, a, an astute observation. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so Bruno's like, uh, oh, God, they're all looking at me. No time to hesitate. I'll have to outfox this guy. Um, I'll get to the island. Jorno cuts in. I'll go to the island first. Fuck you, Bruno. I'm more likable. <laughs> Naranchi is like, you idiot, you can't get to the island first, we're on a boat, what are you going to do, swim? Oh, I had a question mm-hmm. about Narantia before he tortured the guy. <laughs> sure. Uh, so he had his hand out being all like, something Oh yes, yeah, so Narantia briefly road. did a sort of a eeny meeny miny moe style, um... Divination? Yeah, fortune telling sort of thing. Yeah. So he counts out the syllables in Zakario's full name. Is which... it divisible by four? You know what we call that? We call that a uh, callback. Call yeah, because I'm really bad at jokes. Did you actually want to know about the thing? Or did yes, you I do. Okay, because <laughs> I can see it going either way with you. Uh, so it was something like, you know, um, going counting out... Syllables of his name? The syllables of his name to go out and back on his fingers. Right. Uh, and then you make up the difference by... Like the difference, because, you know, out and back is ten syllables. Yeah. And he doesn't if he doesn't have ten syllables of his name, you make up the difference by going like, heaven, hell, ninth circle of hell... Oh. And he landed on Ninth Circle of Hell, condemning Zakaro to the Ninth Circle of Hell. Oh no, that's bad. Mm. Is this like an Italian thing or is this Probably just... Probably a Japanese thing. Right, okay. They have a Ninth Circle of Hell in Japan? No, we have that. Oh. Like in Dante. Yeah, but like that's in, like Western mythology. That's all bullshit. <laughs> you know, like religion <laughs> is the cause that. of like most of the world's suffering. Whoa. You know, like, just Whoa. like... Does it offend you when I say that it's all bullshit and that the ninth circle of hell doesn't exist? Satan. I mean, I, I don't know if I want it to not exist because then we won't have something rad to look forward to where it's like, man, this is some cool art design. Ricky Gervais. Heaven, hell. Ninth circle of hell. Heaven, hell. Eh, it's close enough. <laughs> it's close enough for you. I wouldn't mind if he went to heaven. Does it offend you that I'm going to hell? A little bit. Does your sky god get upset that I'm going to hell? <laughs> Hey Liam. Yeah? Does it offend you that my name isn't divisible by four? Does it offend you? I don't know what that was. Um, does it offend you that my name is Ricky and I'm here to say oh. I'm an atheist and my comedy's less than okay? Whoa! I was in the office and that was okay. And then everything else has just been kind of a slow, slow downward slope. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a slow substantial burn. With some um, risque content that's anyway. very much catered to a particular taste. Mine. Or yours. Oh, wait, I thought you were saying you were talking about what I was doing. No. Just catering specifically to me. <laughs> no one else. It's like, hi, I'm, I'm parodying Ricky Gervais, and I specifically and, am and his I know, audience. I know, no one else enjoys my parodies of Ricky Gervais, but I do, so I'm gonna keep doing them. <laughs> so what, wait, have you ever been like, I want to say, have you ever been blasted on Twitter for being like, man, there's too many Ricky Gervais parody moments with Liam? 
What's up I with that? I don't think so. Maybe I should do it. You just so, did. Whoa. Boom. So anyway, yeah, Naranchi's like, how are you going to get there? You're going to swim? And Jordan's like, I'm going to swim. I'm going to turn this life ring into a fish. Look. I have... I know. Let the fish pull me to shore. <laughs> Nick, you had problems with this. <laughs> That's not how fish work. Why not? Have you ever been like, boy, oh boy, that koi could pull me to shore? It's a big fish. It's a big fish, yeah, but it's not going to pull you, is it? It, he made it. Yes, but that doesn't mean that it, it could work at all. Why not? Fish can't pull people. Dolphos can. They're not fucking fish, That's are true. they? That's true, they're mammals. They're mammals. Same with killer whales. Yeah. Yeah. Big standfish. A shark fish? Yeah. I reckon they could pull a human, but a koi could not. What about a megalodon? I don't know if it would pull so much as, like, but, go so fast. What if he fast. made a giant squid out of the life ring? Oh, God. <laughs> If there was a giant squid that could pull me, I'd just go, no, I'll die. <laughs> I'll, I'll just die. Thanks. Um, yep, I'm going to do it. And Abakio's like, all right, Jorno, you've got some good ideas. But what are you going to do when you get there, idiot? I'll kill the guy? What do you think? Oh, actually, no, I don't know. And Mister's like, I'm also on board. My stance, great at killing people. Look, pull I've got gun. a gun in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gun in my boot. <laughs> Um, be a far more effective sheriff that way. My stand, Sex Pistols, is made for killing. It's perfect for this. And then we see the little, little imps that he has. Okay, now you said they weren't bullets. They're not bullets. They're just imps. They're just little guys who live in his gun. They're okay. his stand. I, I feel as though... Okay, let's talk about Sex Pistols. I think you mean six bullets. <laughs> sure. Even though there were seven and four died. No, there's six of them. I mean, there are six of them now, but what happened? There was never a four. Unless he rebranded. Mr. (laughs) (laughs) He literally rebranded them because they all have their number on their head. He just walks up with his tiny mini brand being like, oh, this is going to be fucking adorable. (laughs) Imagine their little screams. Let's get started with the Jojo Velo commentary for Sex Pistols. I liked guns. <laughs> they got their name because it sounds like Six Pistols. Ah. Six bullets. They each have slightly different faces and drawing them got a little complicated. But they each have different faces. I might not remember them too clearly anymore. Oh, Laughs. Fuck. Okay, so they don't have different faces. They've got different faces. No, like... they had different faces <laughs> and then Araki forgot. No, like, for instance, like number seven has like big eyebrows. Hmm. However... Um, yeah, number five has like, um, like always has like a worried expression and... But is number five the one that punches or is number three the one that punches? Um, I believe number three is the one that bullies number five. He is the puncher. Number five is the punch E. Yeah. Okay. And as you can see, in fact, in this one picture that they put on the Jojo wiki, they do look very much more homogenized than they were in this episode. Mm. But you can see like number two has like a little burglar mask around his eyes. Number one doesn't. Uh, oh yeah. Number six has like angry looking eyes. Those sweet anime eyes. Mm. Yeah. Number five has like weird so eyelash. His things. stand, it's it's kind of a unique one from stand, compared to stands we've seen so far. Yeah, I was going to say, they are sentient well, in a way. You can't, I mean, we've seen semi-sentient stands previously, like with um, Echoes Act 3. Yeah, um, yeah. And also most antagonist stands, it seems like. Um, but yeah, so six little guys, uh, they live in his gun uh, and their power is like... Having a great fucking time. <laughs> like bullet manipulation. So like, you know, in like bullshit gun martial arts movies where they like curve bullets or like shoot a bullet that like... Bullshit gun martial... Don't call it bullshit. It's a real thing. Sure. 
You've curved the ball. And also, like, John Wick stuff, like, super accurate, super fast shots. No, and... that's not... Well, I guess it is kind of martial arts gun stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not John Woo. No. He's, yeah. Okay, so he's... Yeah, he's doing John Woo and John yeah. Wick bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, this comes back to Stans being, like, an, a representation of psychic powers. Mm. So, like, so, someone without a Stan would just see his bullets doing this crazy shit. Uh, but we see like little imps riding it and then doing like a big kick to send the bullet off in a new direction. Which is weird to me, but at the same time, amazing. To be honest, I didn't love the way they were portrayed in the, for these first two episodes, um, compared to how they were in the manga. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just found, think I found their voices a little abrasive or something, yeah. but get used to it very quickly. And Wait, are you telling me to get used to no, it? No, I got, I got used to it. Okay, you got used I, to it. Right. I imagine you will too, because also like less focus is given to them as characters outside of their introductory arc too, uh, with, a, with some exceptions. Okay, all right. But like... Wait, their introductory arc? Does this. that mean they have character development? Mm, I mean, like, in the sense they're part of Mr. They have a redeeming arc to them, where it's like, number six finally learns the true meaning of friendship because of one's generosity. Number one is the leader of the group and is typically shot out first. <laughs> I love that it's like, typically shot out first. <laughs> Not always, though. It's usually distinguishable by its joyful demeanour and canthus-like markings on its eyes. What, what does canthus-like markings mean? Do either of us know what that even means? Canthus, the outer or inner corner of the eye where the upper and lower lids meet. Number two appears the most roguelike, which means when it dies it restarts, <laughs> but will often work together with number one as a team. The two have interacted a couple of times through some form of dap greeting. Aesthetically, number two's eyes have a black bar rang between them, giving the appearance of goggles. Mm. Number three is vicious and commonly shows a belligerent face, having squinted eyes. He commonly bullies number five. Number five is a timid crybaby who is constantly bullied by number three, identifiable by the spot in his nose region. Hey Liam, where was number four? Number six is... <laughs> Man, if ever there was a more cursed number, it's number four. When other pistols and or mister is injured or in danger, number five usually stays behind to simply cry until ordered otherwise. Fortunately for mister, this often leaves to number five being the last pistol intact should the others be caught in any danger. So does that mean that if mister's like, bro, you have to shoot, number five will just sit there being like, we can't do it? Not quite. Oh, okay. All right. I was just thinking he could just be like, click. Shoot five. Shoot! <laughs> Number six is considered the most fearsome looking of the group, usually keeping an irate face coupled with a V-shaped marking above its eyes. Mm. Unlike number three, it never displays hostility towards the others, though is nonetheless violent. <laughs> He's always scheming, as bullets do. Ugh. And finally, number seven is similar to number one in appearance, having completely circular eyes, known to take initiative in a similar fashion. Much like number two, it'll yell out in excitement when riding a bull. This is just a list of things it's done in the manga, <laughs> which it may have been arbitrarily selected for. Man, what a great guy. <laughs> um, we can all learn something from, from number, number seven. seven. They truly will enter the gungeon. When you're feeling like a number five, just think back. Deep down, you're a number seven. Oh. Enter the gungeon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> What, what, are, what are your thoughts on Sex Pistols as a stand? Um, well, it's fucking weird because mm -hmm. they're not just like a power. And we don't really see them do much in this episode. No, because I thought I thought they would just be like the bullet. No, right? they, they, they ride. The, so as we saw in this episode later, when Mr. uses his stand, it, they, it needs a gun. Out. Yeah. But the gun and the bullets are both regular guns and bullets as yeah. opposed to like whole horses stand, which... 
is a gun. It was a magical invisible gun with magical invisible bullets. But these guns don't get worse the further away you are. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaky. Mm. Or at least no more than the degree than any regular gun does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For a minute I was like, but this isn't a regular gun because it has stand powers. And yeah. like, no, it's no. just, it's a regular gun. So, okay, so he could basically get a Tommy gun. I don't think we ever see him playing around with different kinds of guns, but that would be a neat food for yeah. thought. It's like, hey. I got this nuclear just... warhead. <laughs> How many bullets do you think I can stick in it? The Sex Pistols were an English punk rock band formed in London in 1975. Nice. They were responsible for initiating the punk movement in the UK and inspiring many later punk and alternative rock musicians. God save that queen! Yeah. Through an obscenity-laced television interview in December 1976 and their May 1977 single God Save the Queen, attacking Britain's social conformity and deference to the crown, nice. they precipitated the punk rock movement. Nice. I'm sure What's-His-Name from Prodigy was heavily inspired by them. Sure. Yeah. I know the name of the guy. <laughs> on, February, on 24th February 2006, the Sex Pistols, the four original members plus uh, Vicious, which I'm assuming is Sid Vicious, yeah, uh-huh were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they refused to attend the ceremony, calling the museum a piss stain. Nice! Nice! (laughs) God, I wish I could be that cool. Can you imagine? It's like, you win an award at the Emmys, and then you don't go and like, why didn't you go? It's like, oh, because the Emmys... They're all scum. You know that uh, little stain on the floor that just appears and you don't quite know how it got there? Yeah, that's the Emmys to me. (gasps) Yeah. So they go ashore... What? The Sex Pistols? Giorno, Giorno and... Team. Yep. Giorno, Giorno and, and Mister. Yep. And his six buddies. Yep. His mm-hmm. six little friends. <laughs> it just sounds like he's a crazy person. <laughs> so they're on this like weird rocky like, um, jetty, I guess? What's the word? Um, it's like the thing that breaks the tide coming into like the calm bay. Oh, a tide breaker. <laughs> um, it's like... Um, Every week with this. Oh, I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, we, we know what we mean. Yeah. It's like so that the waters don't just... Fuck shit up for the buildings there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like a jetty... The ring turns back into a... Or the fish turns back into a ring. Oh, yeah, because it was a life ring, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There are tourists everywhere. <gasps> they all look like they're waiting for someone. Usually, probably just sightseeing vessels. Only They'll... two of them look like JoJo's characters. <laughs> yeah. Like Those was... ones at that table. No, no, I was talking about the one who's like looking out with his lady friend. Okay. And his shirt comes down to about his nips. And I was like, okay, all right, sure. normal. Some Jono's like, Mister, how are you going to find the guy? Do you have a plan? And then, like, wide shot, he's gone. He's like, what? Where is he? He's over there. He's set up a little little table with a white tablecloth. He's laying out, like, a nice little lunch spread. Okay. Yeah. He's what, got, what's he doing? He's got some Tuscan salami. He's got some red wine. Uh, he's got some bread. Hey, mister. What the fuck are you doing? What, what the shit, bro? And he's like, what? It's way past lunchtime. I'd prefer to go to a restaurant, but that's a bad idea. This guy probably knows what I look like. I just love, he's like, I would love to go to that one over there. Yeah. It's like, no, what? Mister, like I said, we probably have about 20 minutes, but if this guy's flighty, we might only have five or 10. And he says, it's lunchtime. Lunchtime is for lunch. <laughs> Even fucking places like bookshops and, and libraries and or something? boutiques. And boutiques. Bookshops and boutiques have not deigned to sully the name of lunchtime, sir. It is 
sacred. It is what we live for. No one, no one works if they don't have lunch. And then he looks at Jonah like, oh, it's not me. I don't mind. <laughs> but these little guys expect it. And, and then, then like he gets out a nice big slice of Tuscan salami and they go... So the sixth... He pulls out his gun. He's like, these guys mind. And I thought, is he going to shoot the salami? <laughs> and then the six dudes pop out and they're like, give me that salami. Come on. Yeah. Give it to me. Give number me. three picks on number five and takes his salami. Number five cries about it. Mister's all like, hey, three, quit it. Piece of shit. Um, Bullying is wrong. Jono's pretty perplexed by this. And Mister's like, just just bear with me. <laughs> just bear with. Bear with. Could you guys nap after work? And they're all like, no. Fuck you. So <laughs> Mister has an aside off screen to do some uh, some negotiations with his stand. While Jono goes and uh, gets on the radio. The former union. Yeah. It's like six more Solidarity. Bullets. It's like, guys, come on. I need you to work for me right now. It's like, well, maybe you should have given us more salami. It's so weird. It's such a weird stand. <laughs> their, their, their work requirements don't really come up again in the future. Aww. He doesn't have to pay the toll anytime he wants to use his stand. I honestly thought that would be a main thing where it's like, okay, I need to get them to fire, but I need to have an incentive. I've got, I've got a perfect shot lined up on this guy. But, oh, what, do, what can I give my stands so they'll want to work with me? It's just like, all right, boys. Here we go. And then one of them just goes, ah, clause 53, subsection 5. We don't have to shoot if the man in question is wearing a green jacket. We don't have to shoot on a Sunday unless afterwards you promise to take us out for chocolate frosted milkshakes. Mister just looks around. It's like, oh, I'll promise to do Uh, that. Well, actually, it is like a pretty basic shot. So maybe I can just shoot him in the head regular style. (laughs) Does Mister ever use a different gun at all? Oh, we spoke about this before. I don't. No, think but I mean, so. like ever. Then I don't recall off the top of my head, but there might be an occasion where you know maybe some damage is done to his gun and mm. he has a working one next time we see him. Yeah. But right. I don't think so. No bazookas. No, no bazookies. <laughs> no. It'd probably work out pretty poorly if one of them kicked the front of it. Just explodes mm, mid-shoot. Yeah. So this guy comes out and he's like, Hey, we got a radio transmission for a mis- from a Mr. Zucchero on the lagoon. Anyone waiting for a Mr. Zucchero? And then Mr., while that guy keeps shouting, Anyone Mr. Oh, yeah. Zucchero? Mr. has stealthed up to the side of the, uh, the radio shack. Yes. Um, and he's like, Okay, there's a guy who's going to come out who's named something. <laughs> I don't know what, but he's <laughs> who, coming. Who probably has a name. He probably has a name. That's not Zakero, but he's interested mm. in Zakero. Unless his he's name is also Zakero. I once knew a man named Zakero. It's not an uncommon name. <laughs> Indeed. And this guy in the back's like, Mr. Zakero, anyone for Mr. Zakero? I wonder if he's already inside. Probably not. I didn't see a back entrance. Yeah. But what so if this, there is? This whole thing happens where, like, no one's coming. And then eventually Jorno starts getting responses and he has to signal to Mr. that, like, the guy's in the thing. But Mr. takes the signal to mean that the guy's coming. So he starts stealthing around. Well, the response is, hey, it's, it's Zikero. Why'd you call for my name? And Jorno's all like, oh, f- fuck off. Mm. So eventually, like... Jono briefly experiments with doing like the no deal crossed arms to Mister, but he doesn't see because he's too too intent on shooting a guy now. Yeah. Uh, so eventually he just has to shout through the radio so that Mister can hear outside the radio shack. Mister, he's in the radio shack. He must have used a back entrance or something. The guys already noticed that Mister's there. Mm-hmm. Shuts the blinds uh-huh. as Mister turns. The perfect around, crime. Sees him as the blinds come down. Pulls up his gun. He's all like, shame. Fucking shame. Bam. Fires a couple of blind shots. Bam. Another utility of uh, Sex Pistols is that, 
you don't know, have to see them. They'll go through. We see this happen now, in fact. The two bullets go through. The, the lead pistol goes ahead, gets off his bullet. He, t- he takes stock of where the first guy is. Yeah. Then second guy careens his bullet to where the first guy is. Mm-hmm. They do a big kick combo, redirect the bullet, shoot that guy right in the leg. Hey! Just putting it out there, very impressed with uh, that trigger speed. Mm-hmm. If this is just a regular gun... Oh, yeah. Mr. also gets to do a lot of cool, like, speed reload shit, like, yes. unassisted by his stand. Yeah, uh, And it's, like, the coolest thing that he ever does. Is it like, um... Like, he opens... he op- It's like a six-shooter yeah. revolver thing. He opens it up, and, like, he just drops a handful of bullets that all fall <gasps> perfectly into the chambers, oh, and then he... shit. <laughs> Amazing. Mr.'s cool. I only know... The only other guy that I ever care to think about when thinking about, like, revolver reloads is there's a guy in Killer 7, made by Suda51, mm-hmm. uh, named Dan. I know, great name. <laughs> uh, so his whole thing is that he always just carries around this massive fucking revolver just slung on him like that because he's super chill. Mm-hmm. But anytime he, like, has to reload, it is so fast. He's just like, bullets come out, puts a thing in, snaps it, and he's good to go. And every time it takes, like... Less than half a second. <laughs> and you're just like, I want to be that fast. Holy shit. But yeah. It better be that cool, Liam. It better be that cool. It's pretty cool. It better be as cool as Killer 7, which is impossible. Mr. Pursues. Uh, you there. I hi, to do- I'm Mr. Pursues. <laughs> I will be The Bachelor this season. Sure. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> what? Did that joke had so much potential and we've just squandered it. Um, he wouldn't have gone this way. There's too many people that way. And that way is Cliffs and I shot him in the leg. So... Gotta be in that truck. Oh, you've skipped over the the shouty man going, Mr. Zaccaro, turning around. Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell was that noise? Oh, those were gunshots. You got a problem with it? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a mobster. Oh, Mr. Zaccaro. <laughs> <laughs> if only I had his resolve in my life. Yes. He knows what he's about. And it's about shouting. It's about shouting, whose fucking Mr. boat is this? Mr. Zaccaro. It's like, he gets shot like eight times. He's like... God damn it, I'm gonna find Mr. Zakaro and he's gonna get his boat. Like, Mr. Zola. No, Mr. Zakaro's on the boat. Oh. I'm gonna find the guy who wants Mr. Zakaro so bad. Yeah. He may have. I may be dying, but by God, I have a job to do. Me, Mr. Boat Shout Man. So basically, Mr. Like, does some reconnaissance and he's like, he's probably in the driver's seat of the car. There's a cool moment I like where he goes prone to look mm. under the. the Which truck. is smart. Just a, just a yeah. neat little touch. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, um, this isn't his first. Ah, he's probably hiding in the uh, in the truck there. I should wait till Jorno comes around and we can get the drop on him. Truck starts. Oh, what? Can't do that anymore. Fuck that noise. <laughs> run after truck. Yeah, got to run and gets on the side of the truck on that that hanging bar thing. What is that? It's just a handhold thing. Handhold yeah. for getting in and out of the truck, I guess. Fair, fair. Yep. Or for doing six stunts on a moving truck, like and, Mister. Anyway. And he looks in, and the truck driver is there, and he looks terrified, and gunshot sound, and Jorno is like. Was that a gunshot? To be continued. <gasps> what if it was just the milkman? No one knows. No one knows. No one will ever know. Until I predict it. Ah, so Nick, what were our highlights this week? Okay. Now, I'm not saying it's the most obvious possible choice, but it's the torture dance. It's got to be the torture it's dance. It's 100% yeah. the fucking torture dance. Yeah. No contest. There's n- you cannot top that in this episode. Low lights. I want to say that the low light for me has to be the weird bit before... Uh, Mr. Shoots Through the Glass. Because they kind of repeat themselves like four yeah, times. Yeah, it was a bit drawn out. Yeah. Which is like, it has tension. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But at the same time, they did literally just say, he's inside like 
four or five mm-hmm. times. I was like, yeah, okay, all right. Come on, Jono. <laughs> Come on, Jono. I think my low light is probably probably the fact that nothing comes of the torture dance. Like they're just like, yeah. oh yeah, we tortured him. Not going to ask him anything now. Uh, so sad. But it's not about the information. No, it's, it's about, about the dance, the style, the fashion, the JoJo's. So Nick. Yes. Guido Mister is hanging from a moving truck, looking into the eyes of a scared man. Giorno Giovanna is also in the vicinity. The rest of the gang are on the island. There's an enemy stand user. Maybe he's driving the truck. Maybe he's somewhere else. What is going to happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Aurea, a.k.a. Golden Wind, mm-hmm. in the episode entitled Sex Pistols Appears, Part 2. It's all a ruse. It's all a ruse. It's all a fucking Mr. ruse. Mr. a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he was the big bad all along. You know that lady from um, the openings? Yeah. That was Mr. All Along. Wow. That's right. He pulls off the floopy hat and he's got big pink hair. She's inside in a small cavity in his head. Oh, like in Men in Black. Exactly. Um, So, okay. I reckon the guy in the truck is not the stand user. Makes sense. Um, We we haven't seen a stand yet, though, which is kind of annoying. No. No. So... Also, we get kind of a look at the guy and it is that guy from the car in the previous... Episode. But what if it just looks like the guy wearing a milkman's outfit? <laughs> but then where's the milkman? Whoa. Um, no, it must be... Some- I don't think it's a milk truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. But, oh, but what if it isn't him? What then? He's climbed up the cliffs. Turns out he's just Superman. Uh, okay, let's assume, for the sake of not just having nothing to go off, yep. this guy in the truck is actually the stand user guy. Mister's mm-hmm. going to try and just shoot him straight up. Yep. Makes sense, he's got a gun. But the other guy's stand will be all like, too bad I can... Force field. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> or like, I can catch bullets. You know, like, I shot you. No, force field. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Patrick, Patrick Gill from Polygon, hmm. I think he recently observed on a podcast or a stream or something that Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is just a show of kids doing that. <laughs> like, no, you can't shoot me because I've got this. No, you're stupid. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. So... So yeah, he'll force field or he'll catch bullets. Yeah, and... something weird like that. But then what's his stand power? Probably those things you just said. No, there has to be another thing. That's, that's just a thing he can do. I, mean, they, all I st- trained for 10 years to be able to catch bullets in my teeth, like in that <laughs> one movie. Oh, maybe his stand power's in his teeth. No. Um, but the thing is, all the stands of this part so far... Have been fucking weird, Liam. Pretty weird. Fucking weird. We've had Jornos turn everything into fucking plants. And animals. Pulpos has been turned fucking shadow into man scythe with torch thing. I am shadow man scythe. <laughs> uh, we've had zip. Just just zip. Zip. Which what is that? Zip. Oh no. <laughs> uh we've had Six bullets. Six bullets. They aren't bullets, they're just imp men. We've had flat boat. What was that, Liam? What the fuck was that? So this one's got to be equally fucking odd. Mm-hmm. What if the truck? What if the car? What if none of the vehicles that he's been driving? What car? So you know when they were driving the car talking about the fortune? Oh, in those guys, yeah. What if the car was never a car to begin with? What if it was a stand all along? What if the handrail doesn't exist, Liam? What if it's a transformer? What if? (laughs) Exactly. What if the whole thing is like, 
this truck can turn into whatever I want because my stand is all about mechanical reformation. Ah. You're like, what? How does that work? It's like, doesn't matter. Don't stand. think about it. Stands. <laughs> so something weird like that. It's like the truck is. So then, stand. what will happen? He'll shoot the gas tank or something. Um. Oh. What you mean, Mister will shoot the yeah. gas tank? I mean, he's obviously going to try and like shoot a number of bullets to shoot the guy. Mm-hmm. But then magic stand truck yep. Jorno will arrive and be like well I turned your tires into lemurs so so now fuck you yeah pretty, pretty much yeah. <laughs> so something weird will happen with Jorno arriving and Mr. will be all like you know what you're pretty alright Jorno Giovanna now we're best friends and Jorno will be all like how about you fuck off from me <laughs> so they'll kill the guy uh, they'll be all like who told you? Oh, we Who told to, you? We forgot to talk about how Giorno Giovanna declared he had a dream this episode. <gasps> With the golden sheen! Yeah, and like the sunlight dappled through the thing and then there was a brief moment where those sunbeams like rotated like a, a DJ disc. You know, a DJ disc? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think. Good stuff. What, what next in Treasure Hunt? Okay, in Treasure Hunt, the lagoon will arrive um, and they'll be all like... So, we killed the guy. They'll be like, great. Does anyone else know we're here? It's like, absolutely. They're like, okay. <laughs> Everyone. Literally the whole mafia. It's like, great. We have like 20 minutes to find the fortune. Good thing I'm Bruno Bucciarati and I know where the fortune is. So we didn't need to find it because I know where it is. Yep. <laughs> uh, so then they'll go off. Some guy will already be there. He'll be like, I can't let you pass without some kind I'm of... the treasure keeper. Exactly. Solve my riddles. <laughs> You can pass if you can answer me these questions. 33! And Bruno will be all like, you know what, we'll just Multiple kill you Multiple choice. Just fucking zip them. It's fine. Yep. Um, or some kind of stand battle will occur. Ah. Mm. Mm. All right. Cool. Yeah. Great. That brings us to the end of our episode of JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. I've been Liam S. Smith. I'm Nick Valentine. Um, you want to take that again? I have been Nick Valentine. <laughs> um, rate our show on the service you listen to us with. That helps us. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Jojo's World to give us money. And uh, get bonus apps. And correspond with us on the socials at Jojo's Podcast. Yep. And until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued. Arrivederci. <laughs>